Welcome back, lady listeners. Welcome back, lady listeners. You are here for the second installment of Get Further by Alyssa Turner. And we have got all her good stuff in just a little bit. But before then, my parents recently got Peacock, the, you know, the app or whatever, like the streaming app. They got it free with something. I don't know what it was, but my mom was telling me like, oh, you need to watch blah, blah, blah. And I was like, give me your login and I will. And so she sent it to me and we logged in, but we started watching Modern Family again. Did you ever watch that like back in the day? Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it, but I loved Modern Family. It was a good one. It was such a good show. So Kevin and I used to watch it like right when we got married. I think it premiered in like 2002 or gosh, I'm, I'm like way off now, but I think it ended in 2011. I think I did see that. Like it, it, it ran for like 10 years. And I was like, holy shit, that was a long time. We watched like maybe the first three or four seasons Mm -hmm. because I remember like we had at the time, I think we had bought a house or for whatever reason, we didn't have cable. We just had like basic cable. And that was one of the shows we could watch. And so we watched it for a while. And then eventually, I don't know if it was because we had kids or we got cable or whatever it was, but we stopped (laughs) watching it. But I went back and I was like, you know what? This this will be fun. Let's watch it with the kids. And so um, some of the episodes are a little mature for the, for the little kids, you know. But because, um, like, there's a couple where they talk about, like, sex and stuff like that. But I'm just like, uh, whatever. It's fun. But one of the episodes is when all the women in the house sync up with their periods. It's the mom and the two daughters. And they all three sync up. I think I know this episode. Yeah, and they're, like, sitting on the couch crying to the Sarah McLaughlin, like, in the arms of the, it's like the dog commercial, you know, like the ASBCA. And they're, like, sitting there sobbing. And, you know, Lydia and I are, like, laughing about it because she knows what it is. And my youngest one, Hallie's like, what, what's going on? And I'm having to explain to her, like, they have their periods, they're hormonal, like, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, and I try to talk to her a couple of times about, like, what it means to, you know, ovulate and how you get pregnant and stuff like that, you know, because she's asked questions. I'm trying to mm-hmm. answer them as best as I can. But I have to be careful because Howie is a very literal child. And the first time I told her that women have eggs, that blew her mind. She's <laughs> like, we're like chickens, apparently. <laughs> That's, we've all got, like. Big old eggs like, inside of it. What us. is my egg going to pop out, Mom? <laughs> it just tickles me when she talks about it because it's like she's very literal, you know, and concrete thinking. You know, she's eight years old. She just gets what you say and takes that in. Yeah. So that one was kind of funny. And, you know, going back through some of the older episodes, like in the beginning, there is like a lot of stuff where I'm kind of a little bit cringy. When um, the dad, like the older guy is talking about stuff and you can tell he comes from that, you know, boomer generation that's like mm-hmm. a little bit misogynist, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit racist. Like, you know, they, they say things that are inappropriate now, you know, that that we're more but, aware of that they shouldn't I think say. Through the show, though, they progressed. It was like uh, they that's progressed what I was with say. society. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can definitely see the growth in it as they go. And when this show started, gay marriage wasn't legal. That's what blew my mind in the beginning because we were watching them and Cam and Mitchell, the gay couple, they adopt a daughter and their boyfriends. And Hallie said, well, why are they married? And I was like, fuck, it wasn't legal. They, they actually couldn't then. And so it was like, oh my God, like that, that's how far, you know, it's been, you know, it's been like 25 years or whatever, 20 years or something. I don't know. But that blew my mind to think it's that young, you know, that gay yeah. marriage is. But, um, and, you know, and both my kids were in a gay wedding, you know, yeah. I mean, they were both flower girls in our living room, you know, when their godfathers got married. So it's like that to them is like such a foreign concept that that's not allowed. But it's not you know, normal. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not normal. But, um, so that was one thing that I noticed, you know, right off the bat, that was it. But I definitely have seen it because we are on like season four or five now. And you can see the progression in it, you know, and especially of the dad and how, you know, the relationship and stuff and the things that he says about the gay community. And and I don't know if maybe that was part of their their plan all along was maybe. to sort of evolve him as the show went on. But I love that the writing has kind of done that as well with the show. I asked, I wonder if they did. I wonder if that was a plan because in reality, there is a set of boomer dads that are evolving. I know my dad is very much one of them that yep. has very much morphed over and gone with mm-hmm. the women. Yep. You know, there was an episode last night where we had, um, or night before, I can't remember where we were watching it, but there was, the episode was Mitchell's dad and Cam's dad were like putting together a bed or something. And Cam's dad kept referring to Mitchell as like more feminine, like the quote wife, you know, he kept referring to that. And so, but they actually had a talk. The dads had a talk and he was like, and Mitchell's dad was like, look, I come from the generation where this wasn't allowed. So sometimes it takes me a minute to catch up, but I don't like that you refer to my son as the girl in the relationship. He was like, I know that it's easier for us to see it that way, to think of one of them as a girl. He was like, but I don't like you looking at my son like that or talking to my son like that. And the other dad was like, it just makes it easier for me to, for me to understand it if I can picture one of them as the wife. And it was like, it was such an important conversation that I thought, geez, like this was big, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even when they were, you know, probably in 2005, maybe when they were having this talk or yeah, whenever it was, I was just like, damn, that was, that was really big for them to kind yeah. of have this moment, you know? So I, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Like that they had that, that conversation and it was really beautiful to be like, to see these two older men from that generation that were so closed off and against it yet, you know, they were able to, to at least join in their, their kids happiness, you know, to, to sort of put aside that bitter, I don't know, bigotry to, to like celebrate their love. I thought that was really cool. So 
that's been really fun to watch. And it's also been really interesting too to to see the dynamic of like quote the I guess the nuclear family with Claire and Phil and their three kids. And to see how they all interact together and like their relationships. And some of it is still so true today. Like how the husband and wife sort of like joke at each other and and it's, it just it was such a great show. Like, I'm surprised how much I still really like it. And I'm glad we went back and watched it. I don't know many sitcoms from that time that would hold up, you know, that I could go back and watch over again like that. Except you know, The Office. Yeah, well, The Office for sure, because I loved it. But I, but I think maybe you're like a family dynamic yeah. one yeah i was trying to think of one where it's families like that like i never you know i, I friends was just okay to me i never loved me it too. I, I don't never giant i never her. really got into it but you know like i never watched gilmore girls you did that though didn't you did you watch gilmore girls yeah, gilmore, so gilmore anything girls yeah i watched gilmore girls okay. i really liked how that ended mm-hmm. yeah okay i never watched that one so i don't know how it would be to go back and watch it again but um, I saw like Parks and Recs, Parks and Rec was on there too. And I thought, well, maybe that one would be okay to go back and watch. I don't know. So uh, maybe try I, that one again. But. I would be curious to see about how Gilmore, Gilmore Girls would transcend over because Rory makes a lot of mistakes. I think that's the daughter's name. And she's, okay. just, and then you have the single mom and she makes mistakes of things like cheating and putting boys above school, but she's also very smart. Yeah. Back and forth. But in the end, mm-hmm. like the very end, spoiler, but not really because everybody's seen this. Mm-hmm. She chooses herself. Like she walks away from all the men in her life to start her journey, which I think happened to be on the campaign for Obama. Like that it was oh, like yeah, his okay. first year campaign. Mm-hmm. She got picked to be on it and she left them all behind to go do that journey. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, like it, you know, if you ever, if you're looking for a show to go back and watch, I thought that one was a really good one. Like I've been pleasantly surprised with it and I'm glad, I'm glad we went back and did it. I'm sure we'll do more that are on there. There's a couple other shows that popped up as suggestions and I was told the kids, oh, we should watch that one and we should watch that one. But Modern Family has been great. Um, I, I saw watch the- Peacock all the time. All Housewives are on there. I was going to say, like, I'm I'm curious to know what else is on there because it's the only thing I've watched right now. So she told me about this one show that I should watch. I think it's called, like, Trader or something. Do you know that one? That's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. She said it's like they take reality stars from all different reality shows and they, like, put them in a, like, a, a game together. I don't know. I haven't watched it There's yet. There's been a few different ones like that. But, well, there's one on Peacock, apparently, that's really good that she was telling me about. I can't remember what it's called, but she told me to watch that. I'm going to do that next after Modern Family. But, oh, yes. um, I keep forgetting to tell you about a game I wanted to tell you about what? that I played. You know how I, I hate board games. Yes. When people are like, we're going to play board games. We're going to do this. I'm like, oh, my You're like, God. great. I'm going to go home. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like board games. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's I don't like the competitiveness of board games. Okay. I can see that. I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want everybody fighting, but this one you do fight a little bit. Okay. And it was called, and it's such a simple game. And the game is called um, Trial by Trolley. Okay. Okay. So what happens is you have two teams. You can have one on one side. You need at least three people to play. Okay. So you have one person. I kept calling them God. 
that's not what they were. Okay. But so you have a person on each side and you each get three of these happy cards, three of these bad cards and Mm -hmm. three like change your cards. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is you take, you take your good cards and you'll want to put your good card on your own. So it's like, um, here is three nuns trying to end world hunger. Okay. And then the other side with somebody be like, here is um, a group of scientists trying to cure such and such or whatever. Okay. And you're like, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to the other side. You're at the car. One God is standing at the end and they've got to send a trolley cart down one side and kill everybody on it. Oh shit. Okay. So then the next person plays a card and it's a bad card. And okay. it's like this trolley has somebody that has made a clone of 275 Hitlers. Oh, my God. Boom. And then this card is, this person is going to, like, it's just, like, these random-ass crazy shit. You're like, and then they get to argue. And one will be like, this one has a mass school shooting. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, you have to then, and then they can do counters and add things to them. And then they look to you, and then they get to argue it to you. So, then they could be like, okay, this person, I know it's mass shooting, but it's only going to take out this many people. Think of 300 and something Hitlers across the world. I'm like, I feel like we got that. But (laughs) you're like, they're debating it for you, going back and forth. So, you're trying to figure out, like, who should win, the good or the bad? like Because you've got to send the train down one track. Okay. And whoever's train, whoever the train track goes down kills all those people. So it kills the good and the bad people. The good, yeah, because you put good on the, you put good on your own, and then you take bad cards and put it on their track. So you'll oh want to run down their track. Oh my so god, it's, it's such a moral dilemma. I don't like uh, yes. this. <laughs> but what's also interesting is when you're playing with people you know. Yeah. So like one of them was like your favorite Supreme Court justices. And somebody's like, I'm putting that right here for Melissa. Melissa's not <laughs> running these bitches over. And, I'm, <laughs> and when somebody was like, a bag of puppies. She's like, fuck, I care about that. Like, try it. <laughs> but so you also look at your cards and you kind of look at who's playing the uh, trolley master. And yeah. you're like, she's not going to give a shit about that. And people yeah. get cut throat because people will be like, hey, be like, you're really going to let somebody scoot up a, shoot up a school mom? I could be in there. Oh and my then one God. time, yes, they get like competitive. So and up. one time it was like the whole robotics team of the school is going to die. And it was on the other side. And I was like, I can't, you, you are always, always telling me not to kill the robotics, the kids at school. He's like, I'm never going to be on the robotics team, mom. I'm not in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you pick in school when the kid, you pick and choose when the kids at school get to die. Oh my But it's like God. so morbid, but so hilarious at the same time. Because some so of the cards the name are of it again? ridiculous. Trial by trolley? Um, trial by trolley. Okay. So it's because it's a trial because they're mm-hmm. going back and forth. And as the trolley master, you have to say, sorry, I have to send That's, it down. Yeah. Here. I can see how that would be fun too. Kind of like Cards Against Humanity sort of thing where like you're playing to the person that's picking. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like a huge dilemma. I'm like, what is that? The fountain of e- the fountain of youth mm-hmm. in world hunger. Mm-hmm. This person's, it's, uh, it's just like nuts. That's awesome. No, that sounds really fun. But it was a really fun game. I kept wanting to mention if anybody wanted to play it. It got very 
intense but like a funny intense like we were mm-hmm. laughing at each other kind of thing we had one that we play um it's called wits and wagers and it's really fun um you have to play it with you know a group of people but what it does is it just asks you random facts and you just have to guess at the answer and mm-hmm. then everybody so it'll say like you know and what year did um was like I don't know, like was the washing machine invented? And so everybody puts what they think and then you put Mm -hmm. your cards down and then you can bet based on who you think is right. So like you bet like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm crazy, but maybe that maybe that's more realistic. Or like if I'm playing with Kevin, I'm like, shit, he probably knows, like he knows the answer and I'll put like all my, all my money on him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it is. And then you'll reveal the answer and it's like, you get points based on how much you bet. So that was kind of fun. Cause it's like, again, you can sort of place your bets based on who you think is the right one. So. We also played Taboo, which I hadn't played in forever. I haven't played that in a long time. And so me and Jeanette were on a team, and mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to fucking kill this. And we just did okay. And Rob was like, watch this. He's mm-hmm. like, give him a list of the cards. And I was so I started doing it. I started, like, going off the thing. I would rarely say two words, and he'd get it. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It reminded me of how you're always like, I know how to speak Kingsley. Yeah, King, like, Kinglish. Yeah, Kinglish. Rob, yep. I was like, Rob can speak Kinglish. I yep. barely am getting words out of my mouth. I was just and he's thinking, like, God, I'd probably boom, be, boom, boom, I'd be boom. really good at this game with you. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, he's like, I know what really... she's trying to say. I know what she's uh, trying to say. <laughs> I know the words that are trying to come out. And it was. I was just like, one card after another he was getting of me. I'm like, damn. That's really good. How did you do for him? Like, could you answer? or his yeah i did okay Okay. i did pretty good with his but Mm -hmm. it was that one was fun too but yeah i just thought it was so interesting how easy he nailed me down i was like the fuck i have um i have a hack that i've been doing lately that i wanted to share i saw a video um on instagram or facebook or somewhere but um, this woman was actually trying to sell something. She was selling like, it was like a binder, like a three ring notebook binder of um, just pages of like weeknight recipes. And the way she was talking about it, I was like, I could just do that on my own. So I did. But instead of like making recipes and all that, I just was like, I'm not taking that kind of time. So what I did was on Sunday, I was in there, um, this has been a couple weeks back because I've been doing it for a while and it's been awesome so far, but I was just asking my family, I said, would you guys just like name a meal you've had at home that you liked? It can be anything. Just tell me what it is. And so I have a notebook and I wrote down everything. And so, and I, I, I asked them randomly too, like, Hey, what's, what's something I've cooked that you like? And then I'll ask them like, what's your favorite meal? And I just wrote it all down in a notebook. And that's what I've been using to plan out dinner for the week. Because I'll go through it and I'll look at stuff that A, I haven't made in a while. B, that's fast for me to make. Or that C, that I'm like, oh, I have everything to do with that. And so like, but it keeps me from repeating stuff over and over because I just have a notebook and I'll like make a little mark beside it when I make it. Yeah. 
I don't know why. Remember, like, yeah. It makes you remember some of the old meals you haven't made that you actually really like. I know. And it's like, there's stuff that I've, I've made that they were like, oh yeah, that was really good. Or I'd say something about, oh, what about those like stuffed meatballs I made? And Lydia was like, oh my God, you haven't made those in forever. Those are so good. And like, but there's things like that that have come up where I'm like, yeah, I should just make those again. I haven't done that in a while. And so it, it didn't cost me anything to do it. And I was just sitting there with a notebook and I just made a list and I keep the list on my desk. I actually took a picture of it so I could pull it up at the grocery store if I need mm -hmm. grocery store, if I needed to, to, so, yeah, it was just, it, I, I don't know. It's helped a lot with like planning dinner and stuff during the week. Um, if anybody just wants to take that little bit of advice, just make a list of all the foods that you like making or cooking at home that your kids will eat. And it does help. <laughs> To like come up with what's for dinner. So I have a lady listener email that is directly for you. So for me, yep, it's for you. But um, I wanted to say too, if you have sent an email to the podcast and I never read it, send it again because this one was in a spam folder with like seven hundred emails. So mm -hmm. if you go on our website, readmeromance.com, and you see like the there's like a contact us page, all of those go to spam. I don't know why. But that contact page goes straight to spam. And so I have to go through that and like sift through and see if there's like an actual question or if there's like, or if it's just somebody trying to hack our account. So yeah, people trying to do this, like, we'll make you top Google search. Let's reformat yeah. your website. Shit. Exactly. So, so yeah, if you've sent something, send it again or, you know, just email me or message me directly through social media. I'll get it. All right. This one says, hi, love the podcast and have been listening since COVID. It's my go-to cheer up after listening to true crime podcasts. Hope you get a chuckle out of this. Mel's story about stumbling into water sports reminded me of how I wrote a story about water sports for school without knowing it. In high school, I read a lot of mature romances, kinky, heavy BDSM, male, male, etc. I had no idea that peeing on people meant sexy fun times and still thought it was just hilarious. Walking home from school, I was thinking about the short fan fiction story I had to write. I'm wandering past the sidewalk lawns in a fire hydrant when it hits me. Wouldn't it be fun to write a story about a princess who dis who's disguised as a fire hydrant and a prince who is disguised as a dog? You can see where this is going. <laughs> the prince totally had to pee on the princess for the spell to break. Oh Hilarious. I included lots of jokes and made it light and fluffy. Teacher enjoyed it. I got a good mark and basically wrote it in my head on the walk home. Except the next day in class, a lot of students hadn't done the assignment. The kids who finished their stories were set out to read each other's stories no. to provide feedback. One of the popular guys got my story and said he enjoyed it and thought it was funny. When we rejoin the rest of the class, the dude tells his buddies about my story. One of them comes up to me and asks if I enjoyed golden showers. I look adorably confused and go, what? Like unicorns? <laughs> That's not something I would say. Oh my God, did you write this? I realized as I heard him repeat what I said to his friends that I was missing something. It was years before it clicked. I too thought the water sports quote tag meant a water polo team. Take care, Eve. 
This literally uh, sounds like you could have written this. I love it. Oh my God. How sweet. How sweet and innocent. Like unicorn? Like a unicorn? No. No, honey. No. Not, it is not like a unicorn. Uh, oh my God. I love it. It's amazing. I know. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's talk about Alyssa Turner. We have got the second installment of Get Further for you. Um, I have already read you like the bio, the author bio, all that good stuff. So I do want to remind you that get further. If you like what you are listening to, there is so much more. It is the third book in a standalone series called Working It In with three separate trades, um, triads. So book one is called Get Closer. Book two is Go Deeper. And book three, you got it, Get Further. Um, the first book is A Second Chance and a One Night Stand in a Bromance Gone Haywire. Book two is an enemies to lover and friends to lover mashup. And then get further that you're listening to now is the age gap plus a fake relationship. Love it. Um, this series is set in Manhattan and the characters are, di are diverse, just like the city that never sleeps with these characters spending so much time working together. The playtime they find is long overdue. I just love that tag. I think that's just fantastic. Um, these books are also part of her larger um, Love Has No Regrets series or collection, sorry. And all nine books um, include, uh, they have the badge on their covers. So if you see those covers, they all has, has like a love, love Has No Regrets emblem on it. So you can check it out there. Um, Kyle Hunter, who is a reoccurring character in the Working It In series, finds his own menage and happily ever after in the book Make Me. Um, and that the, one is up for giveaway, I believe. Yes. For audio. That's right. So you enter this week's giveaway for a copy of Make Me. And everyone can get the six free chapters from her bestseller, Polished. It's in a duet audio on her website, AlyssaTurnerWrites.com. And we're going to have that all down in the show notes. So you, it's clickable to go listen and, and get all her good stuff. Um, and then if you want to find more audio, she has tons. You can go check out on her website. Um, that's CTR Audio. Um, that's her. Um, she does a production company for audiobooks. And she does duets and multicasts on her audios. So, which I love so much. So, I think that's awesome. Um, the Working It In series is on sale for $2.99 right now. Each book is at Chirp. So, make sure you go check it out. Sale ends February 28th. I'll make sure I mention that date too. So, I think that's everything. And again, all of this will be in the show notes and just so you don't have to worry about forgetting it. So yep, I think that's it. Let's I think that's it. All right, let's do it. See you guys on the other side. Chapter three, Cole. The footage from the vineyard was crap. I knew it. And from the look on JP's face, he knew it too. We'd finished one bottle of wine from our day trip and Kara promptly opened another one. The Lux's high-speed wheels sent a constant low-intensity vibration through the train car. It would have been soothing if I weren't so stressed. All right, J.P. said, pushing his laptop away from him. I'm going to just come right out and say it. What the hell was that? Kara shook her head. That place was lame. Not for anything, Kara, but we're not paying you to decide if you like the place. We're paying you to convince everyone else you do. Kara whipped her gaze to him. Oh, we can be plenty convincing. Yeah, that's what this whole campaign is banking on. But so far, 
I'm not feeling the magic. JP frowned, with an expression leaning more toward frustrated than confused. Your archives are full of joy. This infectious jubilance that everyone can't get enough of. Apparently, people are in love with your relationship. If you can't bring that energy to this trip, we are all fucked. Kara poured herself a full glass and downed half of it in two swallows. I rubbed my temples. He's right, you know, I said, glancing at her. We need to get our shit together. My shit is together, Cole. You're the one who's changed. That shouldn't have hurt as bad as it did, but the truth usually stabbed at the most tender places. You're drunk, Kara. And you were high this morning, and look, even that didn't help. JP stood up. Listen, both of you. I would love nothing more than to head on back to my suite and let you crash and burn in here alone. Your marriage problems should be your business. Except, in this case, it's actually my business too. So you two need to be upfront with me about what needs fixing between you so we can put a band-aid on it and get through this escapade with the Kara Plus Cole fabulosity we're counting on. He gestured to the seat next to me on the couch. Kara, please have a seat and let's have a real discussion here. Kara looked at me and I shrugged back at her, then patted the cushion. She huffed and sat down. So, Cole and I have been at odds over having a baby. He doesn't want kids. I frowned at her. I never said that. Okay, excuse me. He doesn't want kids with me. Now it was JP's turn to frown at me. That's usually how it works, you know? I searched for another lie and just couldn't bring myself to give one. You want to know what's going on? We're not a real couple. What do you mean? JP asked. Cole. Kara warned, but I was so far past the point of return now. I held my hand out in front of her. JP signed a non-disclosure agreement same as we did. Anything I tell him stays here. I turned to JP. Doesn't it? I need to know what's going on here. But unless you are in breach of contract, no one else needs to know anything. I let out a hard breath. Kara and I are best friends, but that's all. We don't even sleep together. I figured there was something up in that area. I mean, I overheard you in the elevator the day we met. Yeah, well, now you know. It's not that I don't want kids. I just don't want to raise a family in a lie. I see. And that's understandable. But you're not going to resolve that here on this train. We need to figure out how to help you both change the subject for the next two weeks. This is supposed to be a fun getaway, an experience to lose yourself in. He eyed us both. I say, do it. Let go of your problems and get away from your issues. JP tucked his lip between his teeth while he seemed to think through his next sentence. If I'm getting this correct, you're both basically single. I nodded. Saying it like that stung. But yeah, that's exactly what we were, whether I wanted to be or not. Kara threw herself back against the couch and groaned. Everyone assumed we were a couple. We already did everything together, just not that. So I figured what was the big deal? Sex is overrated anyway. Wait, JP said. 
What? I finished. Did I just hear her right? Kara rolled her eyes. It's totally overrated. Oh, honey. I think you've been doing it wrong. JP's tone was only mildly amused. Kara shrugged and took another hard swallow of Chardonnay. I know exactly what to do. So, what do I need somebody else for? I realized my mouth was hanging open in shock. I always assumed... What? That I made arrangements with other guys like you do? No. Dick makes me dumb. It's not worth it. Was there a hint of jealousy in her voice? No, it couldn't be. I dropped my gaze from her. I haven't done that in a long time. Really? She asked, sounding genuinely interested. More than I'd expected her to be. I looked up at her. It's been almost six months. Fuck, JP said. I'm not trying to oversimplify things here, but I strongly suspect both of you need to get laid. Badly. Maybe he does. But like I said, I do just fine alone. JP rolled up his sleeve, exposing the tattoo we'd spotted earlier. Did you take a minute to look this up? He asked. No. What is it? Some kind of secret symbol for Super Mario Brothers high scores left over from 1992 or something? This one's got a mouth on her, huh? JP said to me. I had to laugh. <laughs> it gets worse when she's had a few. Or better depending on what side of that mouth you fall on. I bet, JP said. But no, little Miss Smarty Pants. This is the symbol for swingers. And if you think sex is overrated, then take it from someone who's had all kinds of sex. You've been having the wrong kind. So, you're an expert. The snark still lingered in her voice. I'm sure I could teach you a few tricks, young lady. I didn't miss the way Kara flushed when he called her that. Hell, I'd like to see him play teacher myself. JP leveled his gaze at me. And now I know why you've been flirting with me all day, Cole. He leaned forward. Now I was red. And instantly getting hard. I changed my mind. You two don't need another band-aid on top of the one you've built your lives on. You need someone to rip that fucker right off. And then maybe you can get back to being the people in this picture. He tapped his phone and pointed to a candid shot of Kara and me he must have taken without us knowing. Kara had a drop of red wine staining the corner of her mouth, and I'd leaned in to wipe it away with my thumb. I'd wanted to kiss her so badly at that moment. Our eyes had even locked for a second or two. Then she dropped her head to her shoulder playfully and pecked me on the cheek with a quick word of thanks. You said you do everything together. You just don't have sex, right? He waited for our confirmation. That doesn't mean you can't share intimacy. I mean, look at that picture. You are completely caught up in how much you care for each other. Maybe you just need someone to help you find a bridge to get to that place more often. And let's also stop being coy about the open for business signals you've both been giving off. He began to pluck at the buttons of his flannel button down. Kara opened her mouth to protest, but JP held up his finger. Do not pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. You're not that subtle. JP smiled. I'm not complaining. I could do with a little fun myself. He arched an eyebrow. 
But what I really want to know is if you've ever seen Cole fuck before. I answered for her, despite my shock over his question. No, uh, never. Kara circled her finger over her glass. That's not exactly true. There was that one time in college when you thought I was passed out on the couch. Well, I wasn't. You didn't say anything. I didn't want you to stop, she said and reached forward to touch my shoulder. I'm sorry. I should have given you your privacy. But I was drunk, and I wasn't thinking clearly. I was only thinking about how hot it was. Shit, Kara, I said, kind of lightheaded from the idea. You see, we're getting somewhere already, JP said and eased closer to me. His shirt hung open now, and I had a good look at his tight abs and defined pecs dusted with dark hair that laid flat against his skin. Are you a bottom? He asked. Not always, I said with an eyebrow raised, indulging the attraction I felt for him. Are you a top? The grin brewing in the corner of his mouth was conspiratorial, to say the least. Not always. I glanced at Kara, who looked completely invested in her every move. I'd be lying if I said the concept of her watching wasn't a favorite pick in my fantasy collection. You really want to see? Cole, what do you think I'm picturing half the time when I'm, you know? The word is masturbating, JP said. Come on, say it like a grown-up. She looked up at him through her long, dark lashes. Masturbating. Proud of you, JP said with a soft, smoky chuckle. If you can say it, you can do it. Let me get a look at your technique. See if you know what you're doing. Do I know how to get myself off? Do you know how to make yourself speak in tongues? Kara is so competitive, I said with a laugh. You've just baited her into the biggest orgasm she's probably ever had. Well, we'll see, won't we? Kara's eyes were glassy with lust as she soaked JP with her gaze and put her now empty glass of wine down on the table next to her. She'd been tucked up against the arm of the sofa, but unfolded her legs from beneath her now. With one teasing finger, she guided the hem of her peasant dress up her thigh. I had a thing for my Psych 101 teacher. She purred. You remind me of him. All authoritative and bossy. You want authoritative? Stop acting like such a tease and take off that dress. She bit her lip and lifted it up enough to swipe it over her head. Yes, sir. The throaty lilt to her voice surprised me. How come you never say that to me? I asked, leaning back since JP was in the process of unzipping my pants. My voice was more than a little shaky. Kara shrugged. You're not a sir, you're... She seemed to forget what she was going to say when JP pulled my cock free. He stroked up the length of it, and I wasn't sure which was more of a turn-on. The feel of his hand or the look on her face. I'm like a horse, she finished on a heavy breath. This is a beautiful cock, Cole. I can't believe you've had it hibernating for so long. He lifted my balls out of my briefs, and my dock pants slid a little lower on my hips. Then he bent over to lick up the side of my shaft, 
and my toes curled in my fucking shoes. I couldn't stop looking at Kara, who had started to ease her fingers into her panties. Do you believe in synergy? JP asked me, after another tantalizing pass of his tongue. Oh, damn, what that tongue was doing to me. Ah, uh, I guess I do. He stroked my length with one hand and opened the fly of his jeans with the other. It's like a closed circuit built on a common passion that flows electricity between people. You don't need words to know it's there. It's a spontaneous spark. And it's magic. He swung his leg over me, straddling my waist, gliding his cock against mine with one purposed roll of his hips. If this is what it takes to loosen you two up and create some synergy for the camera, I'm all for it. He gripped the sofa back over my shoulder and captured both of us in his other hand. Plus, look at you. I mean, it's not exactly a chore. Chapter 4 Kara No. Watching J.P. stroke both his and Cole's cock in his one big hand was definitely not a chore. It might be the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Cole had been looking at me until his eyes rolled back under his hooded lids. Leaning his hips toward J.P., he let his head loll back against the cushion while J.P. created that synergy he was so on about. I couldn't deny it. I felt the spark all right. My whole body tingled with it. Watching Cole be stroked off by J.P. was almost more than I could take, and I held my breath. Hearing Cole pant as J.P. teased the precom, glistening at his tip, now that was too much. Cole panted. I whimpered, and the smirk on J.P.'s lips showed how much he loved this game. His gaze was locked onto me as he watched my fingers grow more insistent in my panties. I hope you're feeling the connection from way over there. Hell yeah, I was. But maybe. It probably wouldn't hurt to get a little closer. I watched his hand wrap tighter around their cocks, and he leveraged his hips, sliding his dick against the underside of Cole's shaft. Cole moaned, and his tongue swiped slowly across his top lip. Panties have to go. Bra too. JP ordered. I was all in now for this little game of show and tell, and I liked the way he was looking at me. A lot. Okay, if that's what you want. I stood up, sliding my panties down and unhooking my bra. That's a good girl, Kara. But what do you want? He asked. That was a good question. What did I want? I wanted to prove I didn't need a man. Wasn't that it? I want to make myself come. Only as I watched him melt coal of another beat of pre-cum, I realized I wanted JP to make me come even more. How does that feel, Cole? The words were light as feathers on my lips. Ah, oh, fucking amazing, Cole said, opening his eyes to look at me. You look amazing, I said, up in the pace of my fingers circling my clit. Show us how wet you are, Kara, JP directed. I held up those fingers, and my sticky silk stretched between them. And you think you can do as good fucking yourself with those two fingers as any cock, do you? 
I bit my lip. Along with my favorite toy. Where is it? In the bedroom? No, it's in my purse. Waiting for the chance when I get a moment alone. The idea seemed wholly inadequate now. You can go get it. But you'll miss the moment I slide into your husband. I froze in place on the couch. No, that wouldn't do at all. I watched JP nuzzle Cole's neck and whisper something in his ear. Cole looked at me and then nodded his head. Next, he lowered to his knees on the floor in front of JP. Just sit there and watch Cole blow me. He smirked. You're welcome to help, of course. Or are those pretty red lips just for show? I smirked. I bet you'd love that. I would love that. Cole rasped. Fuck it, so would I. Cole flattened his tongue and licked up the side of J.P.'s dick. His eyes never left mine. As he watched me come to them and kneel next to him, I glanced up at J.P. You're in for it. Cole and I make the best team ever. I licked up the length of him on my side and relished the sound that rumbled above us. J.P. grabbed a handful of my hair and pushed in once, twice. Then he pulled out, and Cole's mouth was open and ready for him. I touched Cole's cheek, kind of mindlessly, drinking in how gorgeous he was and how hot he looked sucking cock. When he released J.P., there was a moment I wanted to lean in and kiss him. How complicated would that make things? I mean, it was one thing to secretly drool over my gay bestie. It was a perfectly safe fantasy to imagine the two of us together because it would never happen. If he knew how I dreamed of the day he would see me as more than a friend, he'd probably check my forehead for a fever. Cole like dick. End of story. With J.P. passing his cock between us, I remembered how much I did too. You were right. You are a good team when you're working together for the same goal, J.P. said. Only I can't help but think how tight that ass of yours will be, Cole. And since Kara swears she doesn't want to be fucked, she can just watch us. Damn him. Damn me for being so stubborn. I was so turned on, an achy throb had taken up residence between my legs. J.P. had Cole's pants stripped off in a matter of seconds. Do you have lube? He asked Cole, but Cole shook his head. I really never saw this coming. J.P. smiled. Me either, to be honest. Next stop, we'll hit the drugstore. He stood up and stepped out of his pants and retrieved his wallet before tossing them to the side. Always have a few of these, however. There were two condoms tucked between his fingers. For emergencies. That made me giggle. Was that what you called this? A sexual frustration crisis? Are there helplines for that? Kara. JP's firm tone drew my attention. Get back up on the couch. He slipped on the condom. I need to borrow something from you. He moved closer leaning in so his mouth almost touched mine. I'm sure you have plenty to give. What? I asked, so breathless with want, I should have slapped some sense into myself. He ran a fingertip over my collarbone and then ran another down the center of my chest. Their path over my belly continued lower. 
Six months is a long time. He's practically virginal. JP's fingers slipped over my pussy. Sharing is caring, Kara, he said, and plunged those fingers into me. My mouth opened with a gasp, and he swiped his tongue over mine. Back and forth, he pumped me with his fingers, until I couldn't help but rock with his rhythm. I had started to pant, my eyes squeezed shut with pleasure. Then he pulled away, and I watched, wide-eyed to see him press those glistening fingers into Cole's ass. I thought that would be it, but J.P. returned to me, this time straddling me with his knees and placing a hand on either side of my head to hold onto the sofa back. His cock was an arrow between us, and we both watched with our foreheads touching when he glided the head over my wetness. Up and down, he leveraged his cock between my pussy lips until the latex covering him gleamed and my toes were curled. He smiled at me before turning to Cole. Now we're ready. JP got to his feet. I want you on your knees, Cole. Here, on the floor. He pointed to the spot in front of me. Cole stood up, and as he passed JP, he was brought into a searing kiss. I couldn't decide whose benefit that was for. Cole's or mine. Either way, the sight made me ache even more. JP spun Cole around then and pressed his shoulders, encouraging Cole to take position. Hooded with lust, the soft amber of Cole's eyes locked onto me from under his thick lashes. He looked simply irresistible in that moment. I spread my legs to get back to work on my orgasm I promised. Cole rested his head on my thigh. I licked my lips. Looks like I'm not the only one watching tonight. Cole's gaze tipped upward at me. You smell so good. Ask her for a taste, JP said. I think you want to. My eyes flicked up to JP. That wicked grin of his was becoming addictive. Teamwork, right? Let him help you get off, JP said. I nodded my head so eagerly, my brain rattled. Cold made a sound, half sigh, half grunt, before he kissed my clit with his soft, puckered lips. He did it again as I watched him. The kisses were so reverent and cherishing. For a second, it was as if there were only the two of us there as I tried to reconcile what it was going to do to me to see him sip on my clit like it was the happiest moment of his life. Then his mouth opened with a choke puff of air hot on my wetness. The moan was next and I knew JP had entered him. Looking up at me for a heartbeat, a smile crept onto his lips. It remained as he lowered his head between my legs. One slow, smooth lick of my pussy followed. Another groaned against my labia, and he dove his tongue into my hole. I arched into him, wanting more. JP picked up the pace, and Cole rocked forward with heavy breath as he continued to lick me. I placed one hand on his head threading my fingers into his usually perfectly constructed boyish mop, and pulled him closer. Tell Kara how much you love being fucked, JP said. I'm sure she would love to hear you say that. Yes, yes I would. I panted back at them. Cole's face bloomed red as he raised his head to look at me, which I took for embarrassment. Then 
A conspiratorial grin followed with an irresistible bit of tongue appearing on his teeth. His face was full of desire and not an ounce of shame. I love being fucked. Yeah, I think I like how you sound saying that too, pretty boy. JP fucked him faster and harder. But enough talking. Get back to work on Kara's clit. Looks like she's going to pop any second. He wasn't wrong. Cole pressed his mouth to my pussy, covering all of it, all hot and wet, and twirled his tongue around my sensitive bud. His fingers dug into my hips, almost painfully. He was holding on tight as we both rocked with the force of J.P.'s thrusts. The connection was undeniable, the three of us racing to finish together. And when J.P. locked his gaze onto me, staring with blazing blue irises, assaulting my resolve to swear off cock forever, I found myself wanting to be taken into the abyss, not yanked into it by force because I was too chicken shit to jump on my own. Come, he said, and his voice was low and insistent. There was no pause in his motion, no skipping a beat. The slaps of flesh in the air worked in harmony with my quickening breath. I was on the edge of it. Don't be stubborn, Kara. Don't be a bad girl. Come all over Cole's face. Cole slipped two fingers inside my pussy, revving me up like an engine. JP never broke eye contact with me. I don't even think I saw him blink. Come because your husband has such a tight, luscious hole. He deserves a reward. Don't be a selfish brat. I shuddered the moment he said that last word, gushing all over Cole with a moan that tore into the air. Fuck. Cole said. You squirted. He pressed his face back onto me, sipping on the bounty. Ah, it's too much. I backed away. No such thing. JP said. Lick everywhere but her clit, Cole. We're going to make an addict out of her. I spread my legs again for Cole, but really, I spread them for JP, because that's what he'd wanted me to do. Cole was careful to follow JP's instructions, running his tongue everywhere but the electrically charged bundle of nerves that was my swollen clitoris. JP was right. There can never be too much of this. My head lolled to the side as I watched Cole chase every drop of my climax with his languid licks. I was beyond orgasmic now, floating somewhere in oblivion where there was nothing but sensation. Then Cole started to grunt, and he pulled his hand from his hip to reach for his cock. I can feel you pulsing on my dick, Cole. JP slapped his ass once. Kara, don't you think one favor deserves another? He pulled on Cole's shoulder, prompting him to stand upright. Cole continued to stroke himself while J.P. pounded into him. I hurried to my knees, balancing on the couch cushions and placing my hands on Cole's thighs for support. He came on my face, my neck, my chest. J.P. tore away from Cole and added to the sticky mess until I was soaked with both of them. Damn. J.P. puffed out. He let out one last heavy breath and dropped onto the sofa next to me. Cole grabbed his shirt, holding it out for me as an offering. I took it to wipe my face. I'm not sure who won that bet, he said, and his tone was only mildly humorous. 
That was what you call a win-win scenario, JP said. I chuckled. They wouldn't get any arguments from me. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Thank you so much to Alyssa Turner. We really appreciate you being with us this week. Thank you for bringing us get further. And we loved having you on the podcast with us. Um, up next week, we have Kateri. She has Breaking the Beat. It's a brand new book. It seems like a rock star romance from uh-huh. what I see. So that's pretty fun. And so I haven't read those in forever. It's and a- like... This is not your typical rock star secret baby romance, as it's a hundred percent safe, no cheating. I love it. That's that's exactly the kind of rock star romance I'm after. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you join us back here on Tuesday for Kateri and her brand new book. All right, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back. Rel-